Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. I love Mondays. Good morning. Good morning. It's already been such an amazing morning here mm-hmm. at the Wasman Creative Lab. We woke up with the sun. So in our, our house, we our house is a lot of windows, a lot of windows all over the place. Would you and say so it's a glass house? <laughs> it is a glass house. No throwing stones. <laughs> and when we don't put our shades down in the morning, we can see the sunrise. And so it's, the sky was pink and vibrant. Mm-hmm. And we woke up with the sun. And then you went to go meditate outside because it's, it's warm already. I think it's going to be in the 80s. Summer, today. it's summer in January. Yesterday was 80 something. Today is going to be 80 something. Yeah. Today just felt like is. So there was a warm Santa Ana breeze on our deck. Yeah. So you went out and meditated and looked at the ocean. And then you got startled by a ladybug. I wouldn't say on, startled. I landing would, on your face. I would, I would say, like, wow, what is this? What is this creature on me? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I actually I didn't open my eyes when it landed on me. I just kind of brushed it off and then I opened my eyes slowly coming out of my meditation. I didn't, I didn't want to be jolted out of it. Right. And I looked down and there's a ladybug hanging on, hanging on my uh, lap and I'm like, well, hello. <laughs> so then I got off of my computer. I uh-huh. was answering some emails and went out and joined you in meditation. Yeah. You've been doing this for the last two days. Yeah. It's been beautiful. It's been really fun for me. So of as course well. I bring my big fuzzy blanket, so I feel like I'm meditating on top of a mountain or in a cave. Right. <laughs> and I sat next to you, and the sun was on our face, and we meditated for about another ten minutes. It was such a beautiful time. It felt like our our energy was just intertwangling. Intertwangling. Yes. I like intertwangling. <laughs> Dancing. It's really nice when you are able to have the luxury of a slow morning. So whatever day that is for you, mm-hmm. um, just that slow, okay, I don't have to jump out of bed into action. I can right. just take this easy. Um, I mean, all last week you worked so early for so many of the days last week. Mm -hmm. So to have this time with you this morning was really nice. Yeah, it was really special. Meditation. And then there was like 50 ladybugs. Oh, there's more than that. Maybe, okay, maybe 50,000. In between 50 (laughs) and 50,000 ladybugs. Yes, (laughs) somewhere in between. (laughs) And we got swarmed by all of these ladybugs. Yeah. So of course I had to go in and and Google significance of ladybugs. What'd you find? That it's bringing, um, what did it say? Good luck, lady luck. Lady luck, is lady around bug. you, mm-hmm. and letting go of worry, which brings us to our podcast. Yeah, fear, fear, and how to, and not just addressing it. Yeah, so not like ranch talk. or Thousand Island, just addressing fear. Right, and you know, because we always it. say choosing love over fear and living in love instead of fear. However, it's important. We think it's important to actually identify your fears before yes. you can actually let them go. Well, it's that whole contrast kind of statement, correct? Mm-hmm. And so, what you are fearing and what you can identify your fears, it makes the things that you love very apparent. Yes. Uh-huh. 
But before we get into that, let's um, let's go into some some news. <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing our, we're doing our current events. Yeah, I did this in like eighth, seventh, or eighth grade. I think current events. Cur- you remember current events? Oh yeah, yeah. And you had to like write like I don't know an essay. Uh, they weren't called essays back then. They're just called like papers. Papers. Yeah, you had to like write like a full binder paper of a current event. A, a current event. Yeah. Yeah. So when this was happening, actually, it was. Um, the first uh, Middle East uh, Kuwait Iraq Kuwait invasion, so that was always in the current events. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. That's 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 kind of the timing. That I'm, I'm dating myself, but that was kind of the time when I was in seventh or eighth grade, right around there. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember this one? Huh. So it's been 32 years since the Challenger explosion killed seven astronauts, including Big Island's Ellison Onizuka. Remember that when that happened? I I exactly know where I was on this day. Yeah. I was at Holuoloa School, which Ellison Onizuka went to. Oh, he did. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was in first grade, and they had the big square TV, the old school TV when we were growing up. That they roll in. That they roll in. Mm-hmm. That death trap that they roll in. Because that thing was like top heavy. Forget it, a Suzu Trooper. This thing was top heavy. <laughs> And they rolled it in, they made us watch it, and the thing blew up. And all the teachers started freaking out and crying. And I couldn't really understand what was happening. I thought it was just, just like, okay, yeah, there's an explosion. Well, they probably had him in their class, uh, you know, you years know what? before. Absolutely right. Yeah, because I think he, he was only 39 when he died. So for those of you who aren't familiar with this or... Um, Maybe too young. (laughs) So I remember I was in school and this happened too. So Kaleo and I are both from the Big Island. And um, Ellison Onizuka was the first Asian American in NASA. Really? I didn't know that. First astronaut Asian American in NASA. Wow. Yeah. And he was young. I mean, he died at 39 years old. Um, He was born and raised in Kealakekua. So he left a long-lasting legacy on the Big Island. You know, we were all very, very proud of him. And when he was going up into space, it was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically going up into space. And then it, it, we saw the actual explosion of the, the Challenger exploding on the news. Yeah. It wasn't anything, you know, it, they pl- replayed it over and over. We were all so excited that we saw him go up into space. But then something went wrong and it exploded. I was, was in first grade. I heartbreaking. I couldn't really put it together. You were a little older than me, so mm-hmm. you might have had a better understanding of actual, actually what happened. Everyone was in disbelief. Uh-huh. It was everyone was crying. It was it was shocking. Um, but you know, hometown hero. Everyone was so proud of him. And there's a there's a don't they have a space Ellis and Onizuka Space Center in our airport, our tiny little airport in Kona? I think the airport is it's actually I, it is Ellis and Onizuka Airport. Is it? Uh huh. Wow. And there is a space center in the airport. Yes. So he had his mother had a store, Onizuka store, which yep. is now closed down, but it was up in Holuoloa. And we would always go and get little treats from that store. Crack seed. Crack seed. Mm-hmm. And his mom was such a sweet, sweet old Japanese lady. Uh, I wonder if she's still around. Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But the store is now closed. But I do remember going to that store. My grandmother, Bubby, that we talk about here all the time, mm-hmm. I got my first bra 
at Onizuka store. <laughs> so nice. Isn't that hilarious? It was I, in a box. It was like the kind of bras that I don't even know if they make those. Those are like from the 60s or something. Like she had stuff in that store from the 60s, guaranteed. Yeah, for, for those that don't know, like Hululua stores, uh, like the old days, just had everything that you could ever imagine in them. Yeah. Yeah. And these were bras like, in a box. Yeah. Like, uh, and they look like, like the pointed ones, like from the 50s or something. I bet they Or Blonde Ambition from Madonna. Yes. Yes. The cones. The cone shape. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Wait. I remember Wait, being, wait. I got to back up here. Your first bra <laughs> was from the Onizuka store in Hololoa. Yep. That's rad, babe. I didn't even want one. All of a sudden, I don't even know how old it was, but all of a sudden, Bubby said, you need a bra. You can't walk around like that. I'm like, what? Right on, Bubby. Lay down the law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom's like, she's fine. Bubby's like, nope, she needs a bra. We're going to go get one. So she dragged me to Onizuka store. Ugh, begrudgingly, Mrs. Onizuka and my Bubby were like fitting me with this bra. I was mortified that one of my friends would walk in and see me buying a bra. And I don't even think, I think maybe I wore it once and then threw it away or hid it under my pillow. Like I never wanted to wear that thing. It was awful. Thank you for sharing that deep, (laughs) deep story. That one cut. Deep thoughts. Yeah. Melanie Wasserman. Anyway, getting off the subject a little bit. So 32 years since the Challenger explosion. And Ellison Onizuka was was amazing. I have a quote here from him that I've never heard, but it says that, you know how on on passports, if you open it up, there's quotes from different people? Right. Apparently, Onizuka has a quote in, in our passports. And it says... Every generation has the obligation to free men's minds for a look at new worlds, to look out from a higher plateau than the last generation. Whoa. Right? And that can be, in his sense, he's thinking space exploration, but also on a more subtle Mm -hmm. level. We have that. Yeah. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. I've I've never really known that. It happened when I was so young, too. So Ellis and Onizuka... um, I tell you the truth, like I never really knew too much about him, but now this makes me want to discover more, especially if he has a quote in the passport. I know, That's right? big news. It is big news. Yeah. So he's a hometown hero and so proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that one. Yeah. And then, wait, I know that we already did our current event, but I want to do, because this is breaking news Yeah. on the Hilo side. Okay. So I'm not, I, I don't mind bugs too much. Let's identify the fear, babe. I don't really mind bugs. Spiders, I'm usually at the studio, the one who will capture the bugs and put them outside. Everyone kind of leaves them for me. Flying I'll go cockroach. to the studio sometimes and there'll be a, a cup turned upside down in the middle of the room. I'm like, oh, that's for me to take care of. So the only thing that I'm really um, terrified of, I guess, bug-wise, are centipedes. You're identifying your fear with centipedes right now. Yes. Okay. So this morning reading the Hawaii news because it's sometimes really funny. Um, (laughs) And it's a nice dose of home. It is. It is, yeah. But all of the news stories, they kind of read like a a paper. Okay. Like a current event paper. (laughs) (laughs) So there is a story about a man in Hilo on the Big Island who found a 14.5 inch centipede. Now I just swallowed my tongue. Ugh. 
the the photo of this thing not only is it more than a foot long but it also looks like it's about three inches wide it's a baseball bat looking yeah so he caught it with a a five gallon bucket how like just i don't know grab it with like some tongs or something i don't know i know i'm shivering so he caught it with a bucket after Uh a couple of tries okay then in the bucket it escaped a couple of times apparently in the bucket, he said this guy was standing up like a, a cobra Ugh. in the bucket. Just. <laughs> that visual is so I'm real. Shivering. That visual is so real to me at this moment. I picture it way, way too clearly. Yes. Oh, intense. So um, I, got a, I got an idea. Let's put this picture or a link to the picture in the show notes okay or go to our rebel and muse instagram and we may want to we may want to show it to you there and where can they follow us on instagram by the way at rebel and muse at rebel and muse perfect yes so this thing he caught it uh after it escaped a couple of times i guess he put it in a plastic bag and put it in his freezer after it died i guess i don't know i guess he's his stop it what he put it This is a whole new era of or area of the news that I didn't hear about this. He caught it and put it in the freezer. Yes. Wow. And then apparently he is a one of his hobbies is taxidermy. Stop it. (laughs) So he, I don't know even know what to do. I guess you fill it with formaldehyde or something. He preserved it and he has it on display in his home for people to come and see. Is he charging? I don't know. He should. But he lives in Hilo. Wow. <laughs> you should tell your mom to go check it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, go check out the 14.5 inch centipede at the guy's house. <laughs> She'll love that. At the guy's house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of fear, let's yeah, segue, perfect segue into our yeah, into our topic here. Okay. So let, let me explain a little bit of, of why we came up with this. So I was thinking recently how my brother and his wife so Ramey and Whitney they were having their first baby last year eight months ago little Nalu (laughs) and first baby having him at home with a midwife and I thought it was a beautiful practice that the midwife met with them and said okay let's come up with all of your fears let's go over them one by one Mm -hmm. so any fears that you have so they voice their fears and one by one they talked about it and she said you know if this happens this is what we would do this happens is what we would do i thought that was a beautiful thing for having your first baby and especially having a baby at home so i thought well gosh we have some babies in the sense of our businesses right i have yoga oceanside you have pepper and all of your producing and writing yes uh, other projects sabotage and naughty dawn and all of them and you and i have rebel and muse together Uh so all of these things we kind of consider our our babies so why shouldn't we write down all of our fears and identify them and really face them and go okay what is my fear about this aspect of my business or about growing our business or whatever it is taking the next step what are our fears Mm -hmm. because once you're able to identify the fears number one you can decide whether or not it you can do anything about it if you have control over anything that has to do with a fear great you know what action points to take if you don't have any control over it well then 
that's easier to let it go, right? Absolutely. But on a third aspect, it also helps us to, once you identify the fear, it takes away some of its power. That's because you're calling it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to, just like with anything, if you're able to see it, you're able to see the other side. Yeah. And sometimes our fears seem so big because we're not actually identifying what it is. There is a, a saying from Seneca, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. <laughs> right. Right. So we're coming up with all of these things that probably won't happen or we don't have any control or we're mm. just making them up. There's a quote that actually this is really interesting because this morning we get Abraham Hicks emails every every morning and it usually has an excerpt from one of their talks or um, just a, a quote from them. And the one that came today is, worrying is using your imagination to create something you don't want. <laughs> I love these little, these little, uh, how do you say, pick-me-ups, these little yeah. email pick-me-ups. And these that notes from think. the universe. Right. I mean, it's so relevant uh-huh. to what we were talking about this morning. And I think it's interesting that I woke up thinking about this whole identifying your fears so that you can get past them into going into growth mode with right. our, our babies, our businesses. And then do you want to talk about how you woke up? What yeah. You- well, I had a kind of a sleepless night last night. And um, you know how important I put sleep on the health pedestal. Yes. To me, it's one of the healthiest things you could ever do for your body. Actually, for every part of you. And so I had to sleep this night because we're in a recording um, cycle year. For Pepper. For Pepper. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's one of those things where, you know, there's a lot that goes into a recording process that some people may miss out on. And one of the things I was sleepless about was the music that we're going to be putting out this summer and how you try to keep other people in mind um, as far as keeping your music popular or relevant. Mm -hmm. And this can get into your, this can get kind of fuzzy. It'll fuzz up is what I'm trying to say. It'll fuzz up your artistic vision and things actually start to take a toll. Your mind starts to take a toll on it because you start questioning yourself. And this can happen in any industry, mm-hmm. any situation. You start questioning yourself. And when you start questioning yourself, then you're blocking a certain flow um, from something greater than you because now you're putting up resistance. And I had this kind of resistance uh, about thinking about the songs that are that are going to be recorded and putting out. It's very vulnerable for me. Mm-hmm. you know. And throughout all these years, now we've been a band for 20 years. And, you know, you have some really good songs and throughout time and you have some songs that were like, okay, and you have some songs that you don't really feel passionate about at all anymore. That that passion's gone. And to play with that and to try to make songs for other people, it is always the goal to write a song that you love, that other people love as well. Mm-hmm. And there's so much of this pressure, in a sense, to come out with something. We all, I always get this one. Bro, when are you guys going to put out another Kona Town? When are you going to put out another Kona Town? You know, and the funny thing was, is like, look, we already put out a Kona Town. There it is. <laughs> if you want to go listen to it, go check it out. 
Uh, but, you know, that's one of the things that hangs in my mind. So it's a fear for me to not make any of our music, um, I don't know, uh, relevant to those listening. To make it relevant. To make it yeah. relevant, you know? And it's one of those things that I'm processing. But in order for me to create and to do the best that I can for the world that I live in now, I have to be honest with myself. And I have to fill me up and in order for me to, to fill anyone else up. Right. And then, I, I mean, I thank you for, for sharing this and being so vulnerable about it because I can only imagine how challenging it is wanting to write something and you're passionate about this piece of art and then putting it out there for judgment. You know, you want to please the the people that listen to your music. You want to please your fans and you want to also do this from your heart and you're hoping that the two of those are they they match up basically right right? you're hoping that the two that that happens it's been a wonderful blessing in my entire life to truly write most of what i've written and i do say most most of what i've written is purely authentic Mm -hmm. um pieces of art you know and of course i mean with all the other um things at play within a business there have been some times where we've we've tried to extend ourselves into more of a selling platform but in order for you to continue um, in this business you have to see all the aspects of it and expand with it and to see what happens mm-hmm. it's very very interesting and here's a really cool thing um, if you get a moment my friend Wayne Lowithin uh, who I do a lot of work with he shared uh, this Ed Sheeran video, and I'll put that in um, the show notes okay. of how he came up with The Shape of You, which is his biggest song to date, hmm. and how it almost didn't happen. I like that It's a song. really, really, yeah, it's a really cool way. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a very, very important um, time in my life to identify my fear and really ask What's the worst thing that can happen to me? Right. Honestly. So it's interesting that you had a rough sleep and you woke up thinking about fear and worry in a specific oh, part yeah, of your life. Oh, yeah, it was very specific. And yeah. I woke up thinking about how can you and I, with our things that we're creating, identify our fears so that we can move forward and have momentum to go into growth mode and into the next phase of our partnership together absolutely with with all the babies that is synchronistic Uh uh-huh yeah but if you just pay attention you'll find that everything is Mm -hmm. if you just even ladybugs swarming and (laughs) and then looking up the ladybugs and letting letting go go of worry worry. Mm -hmm. so it's it's really important to just open your eyes and pay attention because life is so much bigger than i've ever thought it was before And then you actually told me about a TED Talks video from Tim Ferriss. Yes. Tim Ferriss is such a radically cool guy to me. Yeah, he's great. He wrote a book um, years and years ago. And in fact, there's an updated version. If you have like a Kindle or um, an iPad, you can uh, download. It's called The 4-Hour Workweek. And it's a great read. And he's got some practical exercises for you to do while you're reading. And I love workshop books like this. That's what I'm just going to call them right now, workshop books, where somewhere in the book gives you a uh, a cue to write a question down and answer it. I love interactive books like that. Mm-hmm. I really, and um, it's just fantastic. So 
he talks about making a not a goal list, but a fear list. Oh, fearless. <laughs> Ta-da. You're welcome, Tim. I'll take that. Yeah. But actually, what was um what was the name of that the TED, TED Talk? It's why you should define your fears instead of your goals. And it's Tim Ferriss on TED Talks. And Tim Ferriss is spelled F-E-R-R-I-S. It's a great, great thing to watch. Yeah. And he goes into identifying your fears and actually coming up with, he has these three workshop pages or uh-huh. workbook pages that he does. The first one is what if dot, 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 question mark. You come up with whatever that is. What if this fear happens? And then you make a list of everything that you can come up with that would be the worst case scenario if this thing did happen. Right. So you're identifying identifying all of those. Then the next step of that is to write a list of how can you prevent it. So let's say you have a list of 10 things that you're defining of anything that could happen. Uh-huh. You go to that number one. Okay. What could you do to prevent that? Mm-hmm. Anything you can do to prevent these worst case scenarios from happening. Okay. And then you write that list. The next step there is if this worst case scenario does happen, what can I do to repair it? Uh-huh. And you write down all of those things. So what he did, his, and I'll give you a, a little, um, in case you don't have time to watch the TED Talks today, what he came up with was he was working so much and he was planning on taking his first vacation in, I think, four years. Yeah. And he was, um, he suffers from depression and um, I think he's bipolar. Mm-hmm. So his fear, what he was going to go stay with a friend in London for a month and his worst case scenario fears and he just mentioned two of them one was that it's going to be rainy and cold and dark and that would put him into a depression wow the other one was that he was going to get a letter from the irs but he wouldn't get it because he's in london and then (laughs) something would happen to his business or he'd get audited right so he went back to uh, those were the fears so that he defined him then the preventative was well for the depression part i can bring a blue light and if it's dark, I can use this and this helps, you know, it's been proven to help people come out of depression. Absolutely. And I thought immediately he should take vitamin D. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Good. Great one. The other one was he could change his address to go to, for his um, mail to go to his accountant so that they would get the letter from the IRS. And his that. accountant could reach him in London. Right. Uh-huh. So then the next column of that, repair. So what if... He did go into depression in this, you know, dark, rainy, cold London month. Right. Then he could spend a little extra money and fly to Spain and find some sunshine. And that's what he could do to repair it. Spain is always fun, by the way. (laughs) Everyone should go to Spain. Yes. Everybody. To repair anything. Oh, yes. (laughs) And then the next one for this IRS letter is if he actually did miss it and something happened, what could he do to repair it? Well, he could um, hire a great attorney and get out of it somehow. And he, he says something like a law professor. Yeah. Something like that, right? So basically what he, his whole process here is identifying the fear. What is the worst case scenario that would happen in all of them? What can you do to prevent this worst case scenario from happening? If it does happen, what can you do to repair it? And by looking at all of these and identifying it, it takes the power away. And it really asks you to figure out what do I have control over? What do I not have control over? And understanding those decreases your emotional reactivity around it. Knowledge is power. 
Yes. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And just to, yeah, just to simply just know. Not knowing is one of the worst fears you could have. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think Zig Ziglar back in the, what was he, 70s or 80s or something. Is that was, a real name? Zig Ziglar. Yeah. Zig he's an Ziglar. author. Okay. Uh, my mom used to love reading his books. Uh, I think Max did too. But he had a saying, fear stands for either forget everything and run (laughs) or face everything and rise. It's your choice. You just whipped that out? That's (laughs) rad, Melanie. Awesome. It's not me. Zig Ziglar. I know, but I've, I've never heard. First of all, I've never heard that author's name. Second of all, I've never heard you say that. I am totally floored right now. People listening, I'm floored. I'm on the floor. That was amazing. I love that. What was the second one? Face Face everything everything and and rise. rise. (gasps) Mm -hmm. So I think this whole process that, um, first of all, going back to my brother and sister-in-law, having that conversation with their midwife, facing all the fears and identifying them. I can't wait to meet her, by the way. I know. She kind of terrifies me. I I can't wait. (laughs) And then also Tim Ferriss and his TED Talk talking about you know facing your fears what can you do to prevent them what can you do to repair it if it did happen all of this goes to face everything and rise you're identifying your fears you're facing them and then you're able to rise above them and that is where the power is in my my drop i'm super (laughs) impressed with that you know the whole mic drop thing it always makes me cringe because mics are expensive yeah well, I mean, now that now that now that you <laughs> now know, that I know the recording that, process, yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, don't drop that mic. <laughs> Not only that, but um, mic mic dropping, by the way, is like every front of house's nightmare. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> For those artists out there that are coming up, and you're listening to this, don't drop the mic. And if you do, just turn it off and then drop it. <laughs> <laughs> And then here's, a, here's another fantastic. Don't drop someone else's mic. Make sure it's your mic that you're yeah, dropping. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Those things are expensive. Right. Hendrix burned his own guitar. It wasn't the house guitar. <laughs> Be considerate. Yes. <laughs> Public service announcement from Kaleo Wassman. <laughs> drop your own mic. Oh. <laughs> oh, anyway. So I I just think all of this this stuff is beautiful because, you know, as a yoga teacher, yoga practitioner, I want to always choose love over fear because that is our inherent nature. Mm-hmm. However, fear happens. Oh, right? fear's, I mean, it's fear is, so fear is a good natural. Thing. And fear I've keeps you alive. been experiencing it a lot recently. And apparently you woke up experiencing it I didn't as even well. Sleep. Fear and worry, yeah. right? So instead of sweeping it under your yoga mat or your rug and pretending it's not there and being all, you know, rainbows and sunshine... That's a really great place to be if it's authentic and you face the fear first. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I really love the idea of identifying everything. And and I'm going to put this whole workshop thing or workbook thing into play. So again, if you want to watch this TED Talks, it's called... Can we just do a, a liner note? Yes. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Anyway, it's Tim Ferriss, F-E-R-R-I-S. Mm-hmm. He's great. Wealth of knowledge. Well, that was a beautiful Monday podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. So we were downstairs having coffee this morning. Yeah. And Kaleo said something pretty cool because, you know, like I said, we were talking about this stuff and all of a sudden Tim Ferriss has something to say about it. And what was this something that you came up with? Oh, uh, give one second. Oh, it's 
we didn't we didn't we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we're just keeping it spinning yes we just want to keep it spinning so you're going to hear lots of things on this podcast that you're going to hear a lot of other places but the more that we talk about this and the more that more people talk about it then there's that shift where like now we have a global shift and people have comfort and they feel good within their own power and their own health and that to me is it's it's so vitally important you know um for any individual mm-hmm. and then you can add to the and then you can add to the entire world and then once we get that global consciousness going and we keep talking about it and we keep sharing it with each other then that's when things happen that major shifts major shifts happen shift happens (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh talking about fears so we just um launched our youtube channel yesterday i knew we were going to do it in february but we just decided let's just go for it there's only one video on there and i realize i have a big fear of doing these videos do you yeah well I mean, <laughs> at least you can identify it. So you're doing that there. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you just said that you're going to try to... I'm, I'm going to do this with you, actually. Let's do this and maybe talk about it next week. Uh, Tim Ferriss' workshop mm-hmm. page. Let's maybe do this and like briefly touch on it um, on, on ne- next week's episode. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you want to go watch Kaleo make his famous nut milk, yes. check out our YouTube channel. By the way, it's, search it's, Rebel a to- in Muse. it's a total PG YouTube page. Even though it has nut milk. Yeah, actually, Kaleo had to do an edit because I was filming him and full butt crack. (laughs) Thanks, babe. I told him he should just put one of those black bars over it, (laughs) but he he edited it out. Yeah, let's do that next time. Or maybe I'll just like go shirtless whenever we do another video and then you can blur out my nipples. (laughs) So, So it can be pg rated on youtube yeah so anyway search rebel amuse on youtube there's just one video so far but we're going to be adding more and if you think of anything that you want a tutorial on that we may have talked about like making um turmeric paste and golden milk or recipes um i'm gonna film kaleo doing his polar arctic plunge and wim hof breathing one of these days soon so anything along the health and fitness tip let us know love at rebel and muse dot com is our email address absolutely and if you guys um don't know who wim hof is go check him out online as well and me and melanie actually decided this morning after our meditation that we're going to do his 10-week course mm-hmm. online yeah and then we can excited. keep you up to date on that and you know let you know how it's going yeah so we can spend the money and you don't have to <laughs> exactly all right thanks everyone have a great week aloha